הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דרנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדוש ומשבר עצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחל נפגם את שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So, today we finish off this very important piece in שיחות הר"ן. Lesson 50 of שיחות הר"ן, we're in the third part, starting with the words ויהבן. ויהבן הדבר היטב. Understand these words very well. כי הוא זיכרונו לברכה סיפר הרבה עם דוקטורים גדולים והיה יודע דבר על בוריו. Because רבנו, may his memory be a blessing, spoke very much with many many great doctors and he knew the matter very clearly. והזהיר מאוד להתרחק מהם מאוד and רבנו warned us very much to distance ourselves from these people. ואי אפשר לבאר כל מה שסיפר בעניין זה and it's impossible to explain everything that he mentioned with regard to this. ואמר, and רבנו also said שכבר היה בעולם מלך אחד שהרג כל הדוקטורים שבמדינתו מחמת שהם מזיקים מאוד את בני אדם. רבנו said that it already happened in the world that there was once a king who killed all the great doctors in his kingdom because they caused so much damage to people and they, he, they created so many deaths. ואמר, and רבנו said בדרך צחות In jest, in like a joking fashion. And we know when any time Rabbeinu says something in joking, it always has much deeper intentions, as Rabbi Nathan uh, writes in, uh, at the end of Lesson 25 of Likutu Moran. Rabbeinu came out with a phrase, a phrase that mamash, today is a, is a lesson that everybody needs to understand. It's a, it's a piece of advice that if we understand the, the true intricacies to this piece of advice, there is nothing that can make us fall. Rabbeinu said like this. It, it, Rabbeinu said it as a joke, just to come to show you that even his jokes possess so much wisdom. Rabbeinu said that nowadays it's fitting not to call the Yetzirah the Yetzirah anymore. It's fitting to call the Yetzirah the Koach HaMedabeh. The Bar Davar, the instigator, the Yetzirah should be called the Koach HaMedabeh, the power of one's imagination. Rabbeinu essentially says over there, Rabbi Nathan explains that, I understood Rabbeinu wasn't really just saying this in a joking fashion, but actually had much deeper intentions with regard to this. But I did not merit to understand his intentions. Already at the simple level, we understand that Rabbeinu is teaching us that the main aspect of the Yetzirah today, the entire Yetzirah today, all exists within the mind. Meaning that you want to beat your Yetzirah, you have to be mentally strong. And where the Yetzirah mostly takes its fight is in the place of the imagination. It makes, it makes a person want to fall into fantasy. The Yetzirah is... specifically exists in a place of fantasy, in a place where the sechel is not there. A person's intellect, the second it leaves, that's when the Yetzirah takes place, in a place wherever a person's uh, intellect isn't strong, <clears throat> where fantasy um, resides. And that's where the Yetzirah exists. So we have to understand not to fall into fantasy so that we can try to defeat the Yetzirah. The Yetzirah's enemy is the sechel. It's a person's da'at, a person's awareness, consciousness, the Torah Tosha. Tzila, all these things, are the aspect of that which combat the Yetzirah. So Rabbeinu said in jest, in this case, in this, uh, in this subject, that the Malach HaMavet has a very difficult task to kill everyone on his own. Because we know that the Malach HaMavet, the angel of death, his job is to kill everyone, take everyone from this world. The entire world is dependent upon him. Because why? He's the one who does the job of killing everyone. And therefore it's very difficult and heavy upon him to do all the work on his, uh, on his own. 
Alken, therefore, Rabenu said jokingly, Hamid Shluchim Yim Komer Vechol Makom. Rabenu appointed, uh, sorry, Rabenu said that the angel of death appointed messengers in his place over all the world. He chose people to help him with his job. And who are those people? Them doctorim. These are the doctors. Shem Shiluchav Lamit Anashim. They are his messengers to kill people. Ki Emimitim Bene Adam Arbe Meod Meod because they kill off people so many. So many people are killed off by doctors. Happy is the person who distances himself from the doctors and he reinforces himself in God to rely on him alone. And we already discussed in many different places the subject of, of uh, pushing oneself away from medicines and medical practices and books that have already been printed. Look in the Moran, the first volume of lesson two, of sorry, the first, uh, the second volume, lesson one, um, section nine over there. Also look at um, lesson three of the of volume two of the Moran. Also look at uh, volume one of the Kotel Moran, lesson 268. These lessons discuss these ideas already. Over there we can see just a small hint about what Rabban was really talking about here, about this subject. But Rabban had many conversations with us and spoke on many different occasions with us um, about this subject to distance ourselves from these doctors. No matter what the circumstances are, God forbid. He saw enough that no matter what the circumstances are, a person should do one thing always. Lift his eyes up to God, to the heavens. And rely on God alone. This is the, the, the biggest thing a person can do. And a person might want to discuss why Rabenu, may his memory be a blessing, himself went to travel to the city of Lemberg, to the town of Lemberg, and engage over there in medical treatment. A person might want to talk about this. And we discussed this in the last two podcasts also. But now Rabbi Nathan is going to mention this and explain this. So this idea that Rabenu went to Lemberg <clears throat> to go uh, engage in medical treatment. There are secrets and mysterious ideas with regard to this that we cannot understand. Because Rabenu's intentions with this were not to engage over there in medical treatment in the way that we know it. It was only for other subjects that are only known to Rabenu himself. That all of Rabenu's journeys, as we know, were wonders, mysterious ideas that are beyond the, the comprehension of the human mind. Like the journeys that Rabbi Natan brings as examples, the journeys to Kaminitz, to Navrich, and to Sharigrad. We know that Rabbeinu traveled to Navrich in Purim of, uh, of the year 1807, three years before he passed away, in uh, Purim 5567, that year. And uh, Sharigrad also, the Kaminit, um, the journey uh, took place between Pesach and Shavuot of the year 5565. And in that year, Rabbeinu, um, incredible, incredible uh, Inyan over there, um, Rabenu revealed shortly after this the Tikkun Aklali. 
come to show you that all of Rabbeinu's journeys um, had secrets beyond the understanding of the human mind. Rabbeinu said, people want to explain my journeys, but every single explanation they come with is an insult to the journey. Rabbeinu said, if you all knew why I was traveling on these journeys and the intentions of my journeys, every one of you, all my students, the entire world, would kiss the dirt under the footsteps that I took. Because you would understand that with every single step I take on these journeys, I'm tilting the world from the side of guilt to the side of merit. And this is all brought down in Chaim Oran. Look in Chaim Oran at length for all these journeys. They literally have sections in Chaim Oran just about these journeys alone. Each and every journey specifically. To Lemberg, to Kaminitz, to Navrich, to Shavikar. And um, these journeys possess so many awesome secrets that Rabin, Rabbi Natan writes over there in Chaim Oran that with every single journey Rabbeinu took, he had to suffer so much simply because he was repairing all the world, all the souls, both alive and mostly dead souls with regard to these journeys. And that's why Rabbeinu was taking these journeys at a very simple level, just for us to wrap our heads around it. Because with Rabbeinu's journeys, they had secrets and mysteries that are hidden above the eyes of all those who are living. And one time it happened and Rabbeinu returned from his journey in Novorich. Um, one of those journeys that we mentioned above, specifically the one in Novorich, Rabbeinu explained a most awesome story, one of the stories of the 13 ancient tales that Rabbeinu told. That when Rabbeinu returned from Novrich, he told this tale, the seventh tale of Sipra Masyot, the tale of the spider and the fly. And Rabbeinu said, that this story of the spider and the fly is an explanation of his journey that he just took. And the truth is that this matter, these journeys are so concealed and sealed up from us entirely. Because who can begin to try to explain, to understand, to grasp the secrets of Rabbeinu's stories, yet alone uh, the secrets of Rabbeinu's journeys and his practices that are wondrous and hidden above uh, everyone's intellect. And the same is true of Rabbeinu's journey to Lemberg, in which Rabbeinu we know met with many doctors. He uh, um, uh, engaged in medical treatment. Lots of things over there that we do not understand. I'm going to read us something from Chaya Moran right after this to come to explain something that is tremendous, just to give us a grasp of what we're talking about here. And obviously, the foundation of all that we're mentioning here Everything requires faith in which we're talking about. You cannot come to read this and try to explain logically what we're talking about here because you'll try to do that, you're going to fall in a very deep pit that you'll never get out of trying to explain these things logically. So trying to explain the Zohar logically whenever you try to read it in a logical sense, uh, trying to understand in a logical sense. Everything in the Zohar is purely, purely, purely based on the Inyan of faith because it's all teachings about the upper worlds. Try to read the Arizal and try to explain it logically. You have to have faith when you read things like this, especially when it comes to Rabbeinu. Rabbi Natan says in the introduction to Likut Moran, which is basically an introduction to all the Sfarim of Rabbeinu. Rabbi Natan writes over there that he says, if a person really wants to grab the advice that Rabbeinu is teaching us and really apply it to become a better Jew through this, to become a truly upright individual through the advice that Rabbeinu gives us, 
The main condition is that you do not try to read Rabenu's words by picking apart arguments and holes within the words that he's mentioning, the words that he's saying. You have to open up the book with good intentions, with an open mind, and read the sefer, try to better yourself. And if you have that intention, then you'll be able to apply the advice. If you don't, then nothing will be good for you. <clears throat> As we say about the Torah, that the Torah is a sam chayim or sam avet. It's a Elixir, it's an elixir of life or a poison for death. You choose the way you want it. And obviously having sophistications is going to create a poison for you. That the Torah is going to become a poison that you will never be able to truly attain the Torah to truly become an upright person. The main thing is simplicity as we're going to discuss in the next podcast which uh, might be my favorite podcast in all of Sikhot Aran. I think it's one of the most fundamental pieces. So uh, it's uh, Bezrat Hashem we're going to hop into a next podcast but we continue with this one. So, we see the same is true of Rabbeinu's journey to Lemberg. And the second Rabbeinu got there, he was forced from the heavens, meaning Hashem directed him. Don't think it's for Rabbeinu's intentions. It's for Hashem's intentions, for Hashem's raton, to engage in these medical practices that Rabbeinu did, medical treatment for reasons and secrets that are only known to him. But when Rabbeinu returned from this journey to Lemberg, then specifically he spoke so much more and more about distancing oneself from medical treatment. And Rabbeinu said many teachings about this. And before Rabbeinu traveled to Lemberg, he spoke a lot about this subject. But afterwards, but Rabbeinu spoke much more when he returned to Mizeh about this subject of doctors and physicians and, and medicine, etc. To push oneself away from this with the ultimate distancing. Push oneself away until you can't see it anymore. And look what is brought down in Chaim Moran, something incredible, discussing what Rabbeinu, um, what Rabbeinu said with regard to his journey in Lemberg. Siman 181 of Chayyam Oran, Siman Kuf Pe'alef. Look over there. Look what Rabbeinu says. Hayali Guf Yafeh had a beautiful body, a healthy body. That would not demand anything of me. Now I need to guard and make sure I eat on time, etc. Rabbeinu is saying that before I got sick with tuberculosis, I didn't, my body didn't demand any, anything from me. I could eat whenever I wanted. I could wait hours and hours. Now I have to make sure to eat at a certain time because my body is very fragile. And Rabbeinu explains that the, the Yisurim, the afflictions that he went through on the body were one thing, but specifically the afflictions of the mind were another. Rabbeinu says, I also received medical treatment. I used to drink um, some Chinese potion. <clears throat> and uh, also in the country of China, they're complete atheists over there. And what do they say? They say what? There's no judge. There's no judgment and there's no judge, meaning there's no, there's no accountable higher power. There's no God. God forbid to say such a thing. That these uh, people say such things and imagine what their medicine comes from, such atheism. Rabban was saying that essentially their medicine comes from such a plate of atheism, it's disgusting. 
And when this thing, when that potion went into my innards, it went into my stomach. Something happened from this. And look what Rabbeinu said. And Rabbi Nathan quotes Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu needed to take these potions and, in, and, in, and bring them into his, into his stomach. By ingesting these medicines from these various places, he needed to do this in order to subdue the heresies from that place. Can you imagine? Rabbeinu needed to take in potions from that place to subdue the heresy, the kfirot, the atheism from the place in which that medicine came from. So now we can understand just a little bit about what Rabbeinu is doing whenever he's taking these potions. Then when Rabbeinu entered medical treatment, Rabbeinu had exalted reasons that we cannot begin to even grasp. And Rabbeinu strongly urged us against doctors and medicine. And when Rabbeinu returned, what did he say? I am now like a baby suckling from its mother. Rabbeinu was brand new the second he came back. To show you that Rabbeinu was always renewing himself from the day he was born to the day he passed away. Rabbeinu said before he passed away, I have now reached so many, so many, I have now gone so high that my soul is going levels by levels and so many, it's, go, it's constantly moving from level to level to the point where my body cannot contain the levels my soul is moving in. So I need to leave this world because my, my soul cannot be contained in this earthly body. That's who we're dealing with. That's the person we're studying about. That's the advice we're receiving from. May we increase our faith. To believe in our Chachamin. To believe in the advice that Rabbeinu is giving us. To truly draw us close to Hashem Ba And to become upright individuals. God willing.